Good day to you. Welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast, Rediscovering the Ancient Way. Welcome. If you've not listened before, thank you so much for taking your time to listen. Um, If you listen with regularity, super, super kudos to you. Um, I'm just so excited about what the Lord is doing within this. And uh, I have great faith towards whatever lies ahead. If you want to be a help of anything that, that takes place here, friends, please contact us. We're getting to the point where there's actual cost involved. And it's no big deal. No one's going into debt to keep this going. And I mean, and I'm not begging or pleading anything. I've just, I've been introduced to some individuals who have just shown interest in being a part of of this podcast. And if that's you, reach out to me in Facebook or, or however you want to. I don't care. I want to be open to that. I don't want to be stubborn and, and how I've been most of my life. We're like, no, no, no. I, I would never ask anybody for anything. I don't want to be like that. If, in fact, anyone would want to join in that way. So, there you go. There's an open door to that. This morning, as I'm driving out for work, I've got so many things on my plate, um, spiritually speaking. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to stop right here. Like, if you haven't listened to the the John the Baptist um, parable, if you will, go listen to that before you listen to this one. That was really awesome. Now, I didn't want to preface it a whole lot um, during the recording yesterday of that, but that's something I've done for years is just kind of talking to myself um, or even in written form, just doing these imaginative storylines, just fiction based upon spiritual, scriptural accounts from a perspective of of the personal nature of whoever that individual is. I'm thinking, I was even talking to my wife this morning, I was thinking about maybe doing that again in the very near future from the perspective of Lot's wife. Um, Maybe middle of last year I did a teaching about Lot's wife and just the whole circumstances surrounding Sodom. And really trying to, more accurately, from my opinion, portray Lot's wife from a real-life experiential person. Like, we're not told that she was just some horrible heathen of a woman full of rebellion and, and anger and disobedience. I mean, she was, she was like you and I, y'all. And, and I remember in that teaching, it really struck me from the standpoint of immersing myself into her position as just her place in humanity and her emotions. Again, imaginatively placing myself within what she may have, by speculation of course, may have been experiencing, may have been feeling, may have been thinking in that incredibly difficult circumstance. So I might do that. So I say all of that to say, if you've not listened to 
I don't remember what I titled it. I think it was a modern day, a modern day meeting with John the Baptist. I don't know, something along those lines. What happened was I had been thinking for two weeks about writing a piece and or recording it from a present moment perspective of how John the Baptist might see American Christianity and how American Christianity says that unless you're, quote, educated by media, what's going on in, in, in politics, that you will not know what the Lord is saying in this hour. And friends, I just, I'll make it crystal clear that I am, I am directly opposed to that. Why? Well, because of men like John the Baptist who went away to the wilderness to receive instruction, counsel, and wisdom towards his age. Friends, can we not just take the simple principle of John the Baptist's life and say, well, what outside sources did he have? Was he duped in his age? Was he deceived because he wasn't, quote, educated by modern-day national politics? No, that's foolish talking. It's worldly thinking. It's worldly thinking if, if in any level I'm convinced to believe that I need an hour or two of Fox News as if that's the reliable voice of God in any measure in order to be rightly informed to know what the Spirit's saying in this hour. It's ludicrous. It makes no sense for the spiritual man from my position, my vantage point. Let's simplify and then I'll move on to why I turned this on this morning. Two hours. Let's take two hours of time today. Now you tell me with absolute honesty, what will produce a more clear vantage point, view, assessment of what the Spirit is doing in the earth in this hour, and let's be real strategic and precise in this tiny speck of earth that is called America, what will produce a more Spirit-led movement and response to the ongoing things of the governments of men and this nation? Two hours of Fox News or two hours of praying in the Spirit, communing with Father God? Well, I already did that today, brother. I did my two hours of praying, and I'm watching Fox News for two hours. Okay, well, how about four hours of intercession? How about four hours of praying and communing with the Father? Crying out to hear what the Spirit's saying. Do you get what I'm saying? We make this so complicated. People throw out scriptures and doctrines about how if we don't know what's going on, we quote men from 1927 who said, if you don't know what's going on in your government, you're bound to be deceived. Friends, this is foolish natural thinking. This is worldly thinking. I don't live within the confines of the patterns of the world. Do I live within the government of America? In measure, yes. I geographically live here. I abide by the laws of this nation, yes. But friends, my life, the... the the rudder of my life is governed by a kingdom that is unseen, that is within me, that I must labor to know 
in order to say what I hear the Father speaking and do and carry out in this nation, in my life, in the governments of men, what I see my Father doing. We've got to, we've got to rise to being a spiritual man. We've got to elevate ourselves to operating more spiritually. Okay, so what in the world was I going to even talk about today? <laughs> oh my gosh, I literally don't remember. Okay, I do remember. I just want to encourage I just want to encourage you today. I realize I'm not a big encourager in the normal sense of like heaping accolades on people and like you can do it, brother. You can do it. Go, go, go. I'm not a I'm not a cheerleader guy. I know that. Everybody's different. Praise the Lord if you're a cheerleader in the spiritual things. That's okay. They're necessary. But I in this in this moment this morning, I'm just I want to share something personal that I believe will encourage you. If you are in any way in any circumstance where Maybe the Lord has led you to a certain place, a certain, um, I don't know, just some marker in your journey, and you're just kind of looking around like, God, is this it? Like, (laughs) is this what you led me here for? (laughs) Now, in no way am I saying anything to the extent of the Israelites wandering and wandering like, man, you should have just left us in Egypt. This stinks. We should just die. I'm not saying anything to those extremes, but let me just go ahead and give you this this metaphor to make it clear. I believe this will make what I'm saying more clear than me trying to explain it. My wife and I, two or three days ago, we were having a time of prayer together. Just a real heart-to-heart. Like, man, I was I was pacing. I was I was exuberant. Just pleading my case before the Lord in this present season of our life. And all of the things lacking clarity within it. And I continue to just submit myself with great deliberation and, and, and I don't know, I'm just set. I'm going to endure in this part of our journey to glean whatever it is God has us here for. And that's fine and that's set. But things that we even are rightly determined to endure through, that doesn't make it easy. You know, there's no scripture verse or promise, no dream, no vision that is the magic wand of, of joy and ease. Even in this season that I absolutely unequivocally know for certain God has ordained and brought to us, I know that. That brings me great confidence. It brings me hope. It brings me expectation. It allows me to remain focused on the greater cause that is, that is to be seen at another time. Although things are now within it, yes, I believe there's, there is something within it that is, that is for the not yet. So we endure, but it is often, it's, it's travailing, it's hard, it's, 
It's a constant challenge of our willingness to yield our will and to follow whatever it is that the Father brings our direction. So in doing that, I was just having a real hard time in light of several different events that I won't get into. I was just wanting more than what was presently coming to pass in these circumstances that God has led us to. I was just wanting more than what I was seeing. And in in my emotion, which if you listen to this with any regularity, you know I get a little a little worked up, a little emotional. Sometimes that's good, sometimes that needs a little bit more self-control. Passionate people need more self-control. Myself front and center. But I was just really stirred from a place of just truly desiring the Lord to give us some more direction in the middle of of this weird, awkward season we are in the midst of. And I was just saying to the best I can remember, Lord, I'm I'm just not seeing much. And I started naming the things that I do see all the way down to individuals. This brother, that brother, this sister, this circumstance. Lord, I do see your hand. I do see it. God, thank you there's any good at all that is already being seen in the midst of this. Praise, praise your name for anything that's recognizable in this hardness, this place of waiting and wondering. But also... Divide me in half, and the other half of me was like, the way I tend to get is I was just wanting more. I'm just wanting more. I want more true, set, godly relationships. I want people who want to just cut off all the fat of life and talk like spiritual men. I want men who... All these things. I'm not even going to go into that. I could spend 20 minutes and waste all your time and mine talking about it. All these things, God. These are some things that, man, I just want these things. I desire these things in my life. Godly things now. Spiritual things. Kingdom business. And I I just, in some way, I landed on this visual of a box. A little gift box, six by six, red and gold, gold bow on the top. The kind that's hard cardboard and you just, the top lid is just sitting on it and it just pulls off. It's not wrapped. And I said, God, you've brought me this gift that is all encompassing all these things that are on the periphery of our life right now. There's, there's this gift that you've brought to me. Amen. God, you're a giver of good things. You're a great loving, giving Father. Amen. Thank you for what you've brought. But how I'm feeling in this moment is I'm opening up the box and there's nothing in there. It's not what I thought it would be. Why did you give me this gift? Why did you bring us to this place? I'm looking around in this box and there's nothing to be seen. What? Where is it? I thought it would be this. I thought it would look like that. 
I thought at this stage of this circumstance, this activity, this fruit would already be on the tree. There's nothing in here. And I went through this visual, again, praying with my wife, who just prays. <laughs> she just prays and listens, and, and she's so sweet. Let's me just get it out. <laughs> and so I'm doing this for some time, and I just began to tear up as I felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit in my regenerated heart of flesh. I could feel, I could feel the Father. And I feel it right now. Saying, Joel, I'm so glad you have such grand expectations. Son, you see great things. You desire mountains to move. You desire to see other people Rise up and move mountains alongside you. Thank you, Joel. But in that, you have a problem. You want to see great towering forests of mighty oak trees. Strong, rooted, established, flourishing. Providing shade. Cleaning the air of the earth doing great things, beautiful towering trees. Joel, thank you that you see those things and your heart is towards those things. But son, here's the problem. Those trees start as small seeds. Small seeds that, that son, if you, if you slowed down just a little bit and if, if you continue to just surrender your, your emotion to me, you might peer into that box with a little more intent and see that there are tiny little seeds in that box, in that gift that I've given you. There's seeds in there, son. The seed comes first. The seed comes first, Joel. So in these relationships that, that Joel, you want, you want towering, beautiful oak trees. You want it so bad, and amen for that. That's okay. But give it time. Give it time. And I was reminded in that praying, and I started praying things the Lord taught me last year along the, the principle of the seed and the scriptural value in soil condition. Friends, every single thing is dependent upon soil condition. The seed is sure. God provides the seed. It is himself. He is the seed. He will provide the seed for every good thing that is to come into any type of a, a plant that yields a harvest in our lives. Every single thing, friend, for you has to begin as a seed that comes from the Father. Now, I would say in this moment, some seeds grow quite, qu quite quickly in our lives. Boom. Whoa. Holy cow. Didn't see that coming. A beautiful gift of God. Some, I believe, really take some toiling of the earth, some watering. 
some seasons to establish, to get some roots, to show any sign of real growth. And so I will just confess right here, right now, like before you and before the Lord, like, man, I want so bad to be a mighty tree planted by the streams of living water, mature, grown, rooted and established. And I want to be in a forest of others who, who are as I am. But you know what? Here's the reality. We're not all there. We're not all there yet. I need to be more patient. And so I had to confess there with my wife unto the Lord, like, God, forgive me for my impatience. Forgive me for looking at the box like, there's nothing here. Thanks a lot in any way in my heart. Thanks a lot, God. That's it? You brought me all the way here and all these things I'm laboring to do in faith, and I popped the top and there's nothing in here. Like I had to really ask the Lord to search me and know me and see if there was any wicked way in me along these lines. Because God, if there is, it's got to come out. It's got to come out. I can't go from here with that baggage. I can, but I don't want to. The power of the seed. And so friends, let me just kind of, again, in, in, in a true desire of encouragement, Friends, what in your life has maybe brought you frustration because it hasn't changed or because it doesn't look like you wish it would? Or let's just even be honest, it doesn't even look like it should. Like, you have every rightful reason to say, you know what, maybe in whatever case, it's been years. (laughs) I've been waiting. I've been waiting for my wife to change. I've been waiting for fruit in my children I've been waiting for a healing in my body. I've been waiting for whatever we could say. And we think we have a right to say, you know what, thanks a lot, God, there's nothing in here for me. There's no movement. There's no sign. Well, let me just challenge you with this. Like, are we overlooking anything? Are you overlooking anything that is in there but just has not come to fruition yet in its fullness. I'm the type of person where I want to open a box and find a 5,000-acre forest of mature oak trees. I do. That's how I, that's how I operate. <sighs> but outside of like just supernatural things that make no sense that God just does what only he can do, friends. Most of the patterns of the ways of a spiritual man are through the power of the seed. And the the waiting to see it come to pass. And the building of our faith, the, the enduring faith that is matured in the process. It demands my dependence upon the Father to provide and to bring about a harvest. So friends, today, if you're discouraged in any way over 
I mean, we I could name circumstances to try to make this really pinpoint your life, but friends, I'm not going to do that. We all know these things. We already know. Whatever these areas are of your life, friend, just begin to praise the Father in the midst of the empty box. The seemingly empty box. Friends, poke around in there. Get out a flashlight and look real hard. Spend ample amounts of time searching your heart and asking the Father to show you, God, what is it in the box that I'm not seeing? What's in the box of my life or in this specific circumstance that, you know what, I'm just not seeing? Friends, I guarantee you there's something in there. I guarantee you there is absolutely something in there to be seen. Something. But we have to look. We have to look. Praise the Lord for His correction. Praise the Lord for His correction. It's got to be a part of our lives, friend. That should not be an abnormal circumstance for any one of us if we're truly maturing into the likeness of the Son. So take time today. And friends, don't just take time today. Take time this month for the next 30 days, for the next calendar year. How about for the rest of our days? How about we just start with that? You know, everybody says, well, set attainable goals. What can you do? 30 days to victory. Seven days to victorious living. Friends, this is our lives. This is to be our entire lives. Practicing to be found faithful. Practicing to be found as ones who are saying, you know what, God, you are the perfect Abba Father. Perfect. I will take my time to look into everything you bring my way in faith, in expectation, that it is for my good. Do your work in me. I continue to come before you with a thankful heart. The power of the seed. Everything that's been brought our direction, friends, I would say there's a seed within it. Let's do our part. Let's be fertile soil. Fertile soil, fertile soil. For that seed to take root and to become everything that the master planter Father God himself desires it to be. Amen.